Go to Ezekiel 38. Look at verse 5. It lists the nations that will invade Israel, and it says that they will invade Israel at the end of the age, in the latter days. Look at verse 5. You see Persia. Look at verse 8. You see in the latter years. Again, I'm talking about Ezekiel 38. Why am I talking about Ezekiel 38? We have not for some time is that global events right now are pointing in this direction, maybe as never before. And incidentally, the current administration has now advanced things geopolitically. In a matter of just a few weeks in in terms of this administration, they've advanced things to the point where we could see Ezekiel 38 and 39 play out at any moment. Incidentally, when you study Ezekiel 38 and 39, keep in mind that there is legitimate debate as to the timing, where this would fit in the end time scenario. But just think about what has taken place in recent days. I'm not even talking about too many weeks. I'm talking about days. First of all, what we have because of the current administration, the Biden administration, they are removing sanctions on Iran. That's where this is heading. The Atomic Energy Agency, the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, recently found another hidden site in Iran that apparently was moving forward throughout all of the years of the previous administration, the Trump administration. And of course, Trump was the one who put into place sanctions against Iran, and that set the stage for the Abraham accords that included Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and other countries to the south and east of Israel. Now, what's fascinating, by the way, is those countries, out of concern for Iran, could see that Israel would be, in essence, an ally. Those countries are not referenced in Ezekiel chapter 38. So I want to encourage you, go to Ezekiel chapter 38 and read through the chapter. I want to highlight a few things, but let me, again, cite some things that have played out in recent days. Not only did the International Atomic Energy Agency find this hidden site, Iran also owned up to the fact that they have 10 times what they claimed in terms of enriched uranium. They can move forward to develop a nuclear weapon in a very short period of time. And then in the course of all of this, they have weapons that they have sent into Syria, just north of Israel. And by the way, the invasion comes from the north. And Iran is center stage along with Russia and Turkey. And then in addition to that, we now find that South Korea, because of the removal of the sanctions, has already sent, I believe, Iran $1 billion of $7 billion that they apparently held back because of the sanctions. All this is empowering the nation of Iran which considers Israel the little Satan, and the United States is the great Satan. And so we see these dynamics playing out, and literally, again, in terms of the current administration, we're talking about executive actions that have played out in just a few weeks. So things are moving rapidly in that direction. So open up your Bible and see what 2,500 years ago Ezekiel said would happen. It is amazing to think that just the nations that are currently antagonistic toward Israel, 
that would love to see Israel annihilated. Incidentally, the Palestinians apparently are trying to get the UN to come against the Balfour Declaration of 1947 that set the stage for the establishment of the nation of Israel and gave general parameters for the, the, the dividing of the land. They're trying to go back there and overturn that. That's not going to happen, but they would like to see it happen. They hate Israel. They hate Israel. Have you ever stopped to wonder why there is such a broad-based global anti-Semitism? It is because Israel is the nation God sovereignly selected to bless the entire world by bringing through that nation the Mashiach, the Messiah. Now, Israel was looking for the Messiah to be a political leader that would take them out from under political oppression. And when the Mashiach, the Messiah, came the first time, he came for something far more important, and that's the, the oppression of sin. And so he came as the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. But he's coming back, and it could be soon. And so when we see the, the alignment of the geopolitical configuration there in the Middle East, in keeping with the prediction of this invasion from the north, we know we're getting close because it even says in the text, as I read a moment ago, that this is in the latter years. Now I'm going to quickly highlight just certain portions of Ezekiel chapter 38. Ezekiel 38 verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me. Ezekiel the prophet is speaking. So in other words, he knows he's receiving a message from God. It says, Son of man, set your face toward Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Now, when we go through these terms and you hear Gog, Magog, Meshach, Tubal, there is debate as to what nations are in mind here. But all obviously point to the north. And when you look at these and you work through both the language as well as the history, you soon discover that you do have three nations that come forth that are rather prominent. And that would be Russia, and that would be Turkey, and that would be the nation of Iran. In fact, in this case, as you work through, and don't get bogged down with these, as you go through and you make it to verse 5, it lists these nations that will come against Israel, and it says Persia. And that is the name of Iran until 1935, when they changed their name from Persia to the Islamic Republic of Iran. So in this passage, the Lord actually speaks to these nations through the prophet Ezekiel. And in verse 8, it says, After many days you will be mustered, gathered together. In the latter years you will go against the land that is restored from war the land whose people were gathered from many peoples upon the mountains of Israel, which had been a continual waste. Its people were brought out from the peoples and now dwell securely, all of them. What an incredible description of the previous chapter, the dry bones referencing Israel dispersed among the nations, being restored, being given life, and being taken once again into the land of the Bible. And when it says its people were brought out from the peoples and now dwell securely, all of them, this is one area where there is some debate. And in other words, Israel must feel secure when this plays out. 
Well, the fact of the matter is, as difficult as it is right now with all of these nations that surround Israel, a number of these nations hate Israel, they are as secure right now as they may have been in all of history. And that is coming from those who have studied history extensively. And then it goes on and it says, you advance coming on like a storm. This is what's going to happen. You will be like a cloud covering the land, you and all your hordes and many peoples with you. Thus says the Lord God, on that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. Now, I want to suggest to you that that evil scheme may be in the minds of these nations as I speak. Incidentally, Gog of the nation of Magog, if it is something that is currently active, it's pointing to Russia and it could even be pointing to Putin. And we see that this, it fits. It fits in terms of the antagonism that exists. Let me also point out that when it says you will devise an evil scheme, the thoughts come into your mind. If there was ever a time when these nations would, would believe that the United States will not in any way stand against them, it's probably the day in which we find ourselves, the current administration. They didn't know what the previous administration would do if they attacked Israel because there has never been an administration as supportive of Israel as the Trump administration. But now we find that it has taken over a month, apparently, for even some kind of communication between Netanyahu and the leadership of our country. And so here what we see is Israel is secure in terms of being militarily quite strong. Before this, uh, the alignment of the nations to the south and east because of the Abraham Accords, I mean, it, it again, it aligns the nations perfectly with what is said here. And then what comes into their evil minds is they're going to go against the land of unwalled villages. They'll fall upon the quiet people who dwell securely, all of them dwelling without walls and having no bars or gates. And why do they come? It says to seize spoil, carry off plunder, to turn your hand against the waste places that are now inhabited, and the people who were gathered from the nations. <laughs> what a description of Israel. People who were gathered from the nations, who have acquired livestock and goods, who dwell at the center of the earth. And of course, Israel is considered the, uh, the center of the earth, the city of Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, as, as God's emphasis goes right to that part of uh, the geography of the world. Now we see what exactly God is going to do. He is going to intervene directly. By the way, if you want a fascinating study, when you read of some of the weapons used in this battle, the Ezekiel invasion, when you look at some of the weapons, the Hebrew terms allow for some modern weapons that literally could be used in terms of the exchanges that will take place as these nations invade from the north. But what we find in Ezekiel chapter 39 is God tells these nations what he is going to do. And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say this, says the Lord God. Behold, I'm against you, Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn you about and drive you forward and bring you up from the uttermost parts of the north and lead you against the mountains of Israel. So in other words, God's going to compel them to come in to be judged. And then I will strike your bow from your left hand and will make your arrows drop out of your right hand. You shall fall in the mountains of Israel, you and all your hordes and the peoples who are with you. 
I will give you to the birds of prey of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. I will send fire on Magog and those who dwell securely in the coastlands, and they shall know I am the Lord. Can you hear that coming through? The Lord and the Holy One. In fact, the next verse, Ezekiel 39, verse 7, And my holy name I will make known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let my holy name be profaned any more. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. God's name and his, even his creative work, creating this world, creating the man and the woman, bringing them together in a sacred union, that's being profaned in our day. And the mercy of God, the patience of God must be wearing thin. And what we are looking forward to is Ezekiel 39 and verse 8. Behold, God says, it is coming. And it is, friends, it is coming. And it will be brought about, declares the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken. And he has told us the future. And the future is in his hands. And in a world that is in turmoil and chaos, a country like ours that is moving away from its biblical underpinnings, God has told us what the future holds. And we are moving rapidly to that period of time in which God pours out his judgment on the world and brings Israel to a place where they recognize that Jesus Christ is their Messiah.